everyone. Welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. On this episode, we're talking about All In for Youth, one of Edmonton's coolest collaborations. It's definitely one that Edmonton Community Foundation is proud to be part of. All In For Youth works with students through kindergarten to grade 12 to help them successfully achieve high school graduation and set their sights beyond. Graduating high school is a huge step in breaking the cycle of poverty, and it's becoming increasingly important to continue education in order to be a contender in today's job market. We'd like to give a big shout out to all of the graduating classes this year. Getting through school is tough at the best of times, but some youth navigate additional and very difficult challenges. This can be anything from working part-time to help support their family to dealing with serious trauma, stress, or isolation. Challenges like this can't be overcome alone and can't be solved just by one school or one person. We need a network. And that's why All In for Youth was developed. For four years, they have been piloting their program in five Edmonton schools, and that program is hugely comprehensive. Yeah, and here's where it gets cool. Nine different organizations came together to form All In for Youth. So in each school they are working with, All In for Youth provides a whole bunch of services, including programs for nutrition, mentoring and counseling for youth right at the school, and out-of-school programs. And they provide support to the whole family through counseling, community resources, and adult education. Lisa Pruden reached out to All In For Youth and a couple of young people who have participated in the program to learn more. Well, me and my older brother used to like play basketball when I was little and like I was on any teams. I just like used to like play with him and like shoot the ball around and everything. And then when I got into junior high, there was like teams I could play for. This is Julia. My name is Julia. I play basketball, and I'm in grade 9, and I'm from Enoch. Julia is finishing up junior high this year, which is a big achievement. And while she is talented at many things, she has a special passion for basketball. It's like running and shooting, like when you shoot the ball and it goes in, it is like a, it's a good feeling. Julia has had to navigate some hard challenges within her family regarding mental health. When we spoke for our interview, she wasn't ready to go into the details. But we can say that she has experienced trauma, and that trauma has had a big impact on her education. But last year, Julia moved to a school that offered the All In For Youth program. There, she was able to work with a mental health therapist and a success coach. I came to Spruce in I think around December from my other school Westmount and then I was in gym and my gym teacher Mr. Kashwani wanted me to try out for basketball but I like didn't want to do it at first because like at my other school something happened and I just like had trust issues and then there was this thing they were having at school it was like a girl and girls and boys basketball team when they played together and then my friend Nina 
like wanted me to play but like I didn't want to and then she ran to Justine or Philly to ask if I could play and then ever since then I just like been playing basketball with them and everything. Justine Schmidt is Julia's success coach. Success coaches for the All In For Youth program are provided by the Family Center, one of the nine collaborators for the All In For Youth program. Justine and Julia have been working together since January, and it's been a good relationship. Well, at my other school, there was um, a therapist, but like, she was, she wasn't really that nice. Like, she was like, kind of mean. She didn't really deal with situations the proper way, I guess. But like, now that I have Justine, it's like easier, you know? Your coach is like the one teaching you. And like, it's, it feels more comfortable when you can like talk to them about like, your problems and stuff because like they know you best I guess in a way. I asked Julia what she most liked to talk about with Justine. Probably basketball and oh yeah and my girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Justine was on the call with Julia and I to support Julia through the interview. I'm Justine. I'm the success coach at Spruce Avenue School and I work with Julia. For her, it's all about the relationship they have built together. I know uh, that Julia's been through a lot in her life and she's a very sweet girl. So I think it's hard to put in words sometimes, like our relationship. It's like, you know, even driving here together, our natural banter is so fun. And here we're both like kind of nervous. <laughs> and it's, it's really, um, yeah, it's, I think the biggest thing is the importance of a relationship. And Julia is someone that, as soon as you meet her, you really just want to see her succeed. Like she's an incredibly talented person, not just at basketball, but she's very loyal to her friends and um, very loyal to her family. And she tries really hard at school and she cares a lot about everyone around her. So, you know, you just are rooting for her. And I really, we were looking forward to putting her into like basketball camps and stuff this summer, but COVID kind of, uh, wreck that stuff but I think for us it's for me at least is the natural relationship that her and I have and um, how much fun it's been getting to know her and you know honestly she is such a good kind soul that I really want to see her succeed. Julia you did awesome I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Success coaches like Justine have a big role. Just to name a few examples, they help youth build resiliency skills to cope with hard situations. They help them to develop their communication skills or increase their support network. They encourage physical activity. They help youth look ahead to future career opportunities and so much more. Success coaches are an important part of the All In For Youth team. But like we said, this is a huge collaboration and the All In For Youth program has even more to offer. I spoke with Annette Mallon to get an idea of the bigger picture. My name is Annette Mallon, and I am a manager of community strategies at United Way. All In For Youth is a collaboration of multiple services that are site-based and located within schools. And the intent is really to provide a variety of supports and services that families and students need right there in their school for them to access. We know that things like transportation and um, cost and wait lists can be barriers to people getting help. And so we try to remove that by putting those services right in their school um, and working collaboratively with different service providers to ensure that um, it isn't 
um, separate services. And it really is about integrating the services so that people can easily get a variety of different supports when needed. And recognizing that some kids and families need more than one. Sometimes they need all the supports um, that we have available to, to help them through what's going on in their lives. So I've been talking about this collaboration of nine organizations. We've already mentioned the Family Centre and now the United Way. Edmonton Community Foundation is at the table and so are Boys and Girls Clubs, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Edmonton and Area, the City of Edmonton, E4C, Edmonton Catholic Schools, Edmonton Public Schools, Mental Health Foundation, and last but not least, Reach Edmonton, Council for Safe Communities. This means that All In For Youth can provide a broad support team to each of the five schools the program has been piloted in. So we have, um, as you mentioned, five pilot schools, and we actually operate in kindergarten through grade 12. So these services are available in, um, in every grade level across these schools. And basically what we provide is every school has access to nutrition supports. So often that looks like snacks and, and lunches. Um, there's mentoring available because we know that a caring adult in a child's life can make a very big long-term difference for children. Um, we have out-of-school time care available. And so that looks like after-school programming, programming during summer, spring, fall breaks, when kids can um, get into trouble possibly, or we can give them positive places for them to engage, to um, work on their academic skills, to build social skills, uh, to develop leadership opportunities, etc. We have success coaches, which are um, individuals that work closely with youth to work through personal issues, to work on their goals. Um, they're often kind of uh, a triage person who is the first contact for a student or family to help introduce them to the variety of other services that may better meet their needs. Um, and then we have mental health therapy. And so that's counseling available for students or their families. And um, on top of all this, although most of this is available to students, it was really important as we had this model to also include supports for families, because we know that we need to also develop the stability and support systems within families for families to thrive. And so we do have a parental support system um, through our Roots and Wings workers. As you can hear, these nine organizations have come together to create a comprehensive support network for youth and their families. I asked Annette what it's like for that many organizations to come together on a targeted initiative. We're really lucky because these weren't new introductions. We've had a number of these organizations who have had years, decades of working together. And so when we began this initiative in 2016, um, being able to, to launch it with groups that had shared working experience, uh, long-term relationships, um, awareness about the values and um, philosophies about how they work together uh, had already been established. It certainly made things uh, much easier than it could have been. But at the core, even though we all represent different um, organizations, because we have funders in there, we have school boards, we have community service agencies, um, at the core, we're always about what is best for our kids and families. And we come together and rally around that. And each partner does what they can to be able to further that student or that family's well-being. Um, so now at the end of our fourth year, it's, it's pretty amazing to see how quickly our partners can pivot collectively when a pandemic hits because we've had these supports and these relationships and these opportunities in place. And so it's no longer one group trying to respond to 
a family's needs. It's a number of different parts working together um, and very quickly being able to to respond with whether it's food support or, um, you know, connection to computers so they can continue their education or mental health services for families. Um, All of those things have been able to continue during this time because we had a strong foundation already built and um, the right partners in place to be able to help us quickly shift and ensure that people were taken care of. So it's pretty amazing to bring all these different skill sets and services to one place with this common um, belief that we can make a difference for these families. Annette told me about what making this difference looks like. It's about staff who are going out and doing ditches with parents as they are doing some counselling. It's about success coaches who are taking kids out to uh, post-secondary institutions to check out their open houses, to help them figure out how to apply for something beyond high school. Um, It is field trips that can happen in the summer through our out-of-school time programming so that kids are getting exposed to things outside of their direct neighborhood. They might be checking out the zoo for the first time. Some of the kids might be crossing the river for the first time. And so it's helping the kids and families be exposed to um, opportunities and benefits beyond their immediate community that they are currently living in. All In For Youth is currently in its fourth year, and they released their third year evaluation report just recently in May. In their third year alone, in the five schools they support, All In For Youth served well over 200,000 meals. They built 247 mentoring relationships, They provided out-of-school programs for 693 students, and the success coaches engaged with hundreds of youth. This snapshot of service use indicates a pretty significant impact. I asked Annette how All In For Youth evaluates its success. You know, there's many ways that we have been looking at it over the years. And one of the things that is really critical to us isn't just about self-reported well-being and improvement, while that's very, very important and looking at people's resiliency, looking at their ability to bounce back from life's challenges. Um, We do also look at other metrics such as, has attendance changed? You know, our our goal is actually to help more kids complete high school. And what are those metrics that are helping us understand if academically they're shifting? Are there more assignments being completed, indicating that kids are more interested and supportive of their own education? Um, So we we do a variety of things to understand how are we making a difference? And what we're con- consistently seeing is that um, our students and our families and our schools are telling us that kids are doing better and they are uh, benefiting from these kinds of services and they are also becoming more, they're becoming better advocates for themselves to identify when they need help or their peer needs help. Um, and so they're speaking up more and saying, um, you know, I know that you can you can help this person or you can help me. This is what's going on. And so it's pretty amazing to see people who um, are aware that support's out there. They're not alone and they're willing to reach out and share what's going on for them in order to improve their own situation as well. What Annette just described here is no small potato. Building the resiliency and communication skills needed to identify when you're struggling and being able to ask for help is something that most of us find challenging, whether it's about school or work or mental health. I got to speak with another student about how the All In For Youth program has helped her. This is Caitlin. I'm Caitlin. I am graduating from Eastland High School 
and um, I've gone there all three years of high school, and I've been going to the Breakfast Club since actually right before high school because I ended up doing a um, Head Start to High School uh, summer camp before, so I got to get to know the school and the staff members of the Breakfast Club before school even started. The Breakfast Club is an out-of-school program run by Caitlin's success coach, who we'll meet a little later on. In junior high, Caitlin was becoming familiar with the All In For Youth program. So when it was time to transition from junior high to high school, Caitlin chose to attend East Glen High School, where she could access All In For Youth. It was kind of scary my first day because like any first day of like school or anything like that, it's like there's all these new people that you don't know. And um, it, it was scary, but right away I felt very welcomed by everyone, not just like the students. I felt very welcomed by the staff. They all like, made sure we were all comfortable and we got to know them very well in that little month of time we had um, at the summer camp. And ever since then, I've been going to the breakfast club at school, sometimes um, more than others I go. And I've gotten to know a lot of people and I've made new friends and I've been helped through um, a lot of issues that I've dealt with in my life. Just being there, I like I felt more comfortable going there than I did like going to see a psychologist outside of school or anything like that for things. I always preferred to just like go to the breakfast club and talk to somebody about what was happening. I asked Caitlin what she liked about going to the breakfast club. Well, the first thing, there's always like a very welcoming environment. Like it doesn't matter how upset I feel or like if I'm having one of those moments where it feels like the whole world just like doesn't want me around or anything like that. Every time I walk in there, I feel like I have a place and it's like it's a place where you can go and no matter who you are what kind of things you like, where you're from, you'll always find a place in the breakfast club. Um, and you always get introduced to new things, new experiences through there. For Caitlin, finding community and support through the breakfast club helped her learn how to navigate some very big life events. The biggest one for me actually happened in junior high, but like I've had a hard time dealing with it throughout my life. Back in grade eight, it was a very sudden thing. Um, for myself and my entire family, but my baba passed away. Um, if you don't know, it's a grandma in Ukrainian. She was like, I didn't realize it before this happened. I knew she was really important to me, but until this happened, I didn't realize that she was like the most important person in my life to me in, in my eyes. And she had always been there. If like something ever happened, I always knew I could go to her and Suddenly she was gone at a fairly young age as well. So nobody was really expecting it. And I had a hard time um, dealing with it. And I used to um, go to the success coach in junior high and I used to talk to her about it because I didn't want to go to a counselor <laughs> outside of school and because I already knew her. So I would talk to her about it and stuff and... Um, I didn't get to talk to her as often as I had liked in junior high, and I ended up going down a very dark path and getting a severe depression and anxiety, and I ended up even having like suicidal thoughts and stuff, and 
it, it got to a really low point, but um, then I, I started getting a little better. And then when I went to high school, I think since then everything's just gotten better and better. I've always bottled things up. And even when I'm in sessions with, um, when I was in sessions with my success coach in junior high, but then when I got to high school, I felt almost like I was even more welcomed. And because I felt safer, I felt like I could open up more. So there was a couple times where I spent like the whole day just crying, but it wasn't necessarily just because I was that sad at that moment. I just like, I felt like I was able to let my emotions out during that time. So that's what I did. I was able to get through it a lot easier because I felt like I could open up about everything and be who I was in the breakfast class. So they've helped me a lot and I've gotten through. That's probably the hardest thing that I've ever had to deal with in my life. And I still struggle to deal with it, but it's not nearly as much now that I've gotten um, that help and support through everyone there. Hearing how self-aware Caitlin had become, I asked what advice she would give to someone who was feeling like they might need some support. I think the best thing to do is as soon as, as, even though it can be really hard, like I have a hard time opening up. And like I said, I bought, I've always bottled things up in that. But um, the best thing to do is not let yourself do that and push yourself to actually getting help before it gets to a bad point because I wouldn't want to see nor would anyone want to see anyone in a position where they feel like their only option left is to harm themselves or anything like that and it's really sad to see people in that in that state of mind and um I think that yeah just do your best even if you can't talk to um, a professional or something like outside of school, talk to your success coaches and see who you can talk to at school. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable doing it alone, even confide in a good friend and ask them to go with you. That's what I had, I've had to do before. So you're not alone in any of this. I thought I was, but then I realized that I had, um, lots of people who were actually there for me and genuinely did care about me, not just because it was their job or anything like that. I wanted to introduce you to Caitlin's success coach, the person who organizes the Breakfast Club, Alexandra Marshall, or Lexi. I am Lexi, the success coach at East Glen High School. Very thankful for that because I get to work with great people like Caitlin. Lexi was on the call to support Caitlin in the same way that Justine supported Julia at the top of the story. Just one example of how success coaches engage with youth. Like we said earlier, it's a big role. Success coaches do a bunch of different things. So that's what kind of makes us very accessible, right? So whether it's going to be mental health, whether it's going to be job funding, career funding. But yeah, we work on many, many things with the kids, which is really great. Because if they come to us, we can kind of help them with anything. I'm just going to say that um, I agree. Like you can go to the success coaches for anything it's not just limited to mental health because I've gone when I'm like hey I need to find a new job I'm not I'm not doing so good in my my current one <laughs> sort of thing um 
and even just like daily life if you just want to just have someone to talk to and you can talk to anyone in the own for youth team about that stuff too so yeah since this is caitlin's graduating year i asked her what she was looking forward to after high school oh uh well i've uh, been pushed from a very young age to um find my sort of purpose in life kind of thing um and I've always had a lot of trouble, but I ended up finding a program through um, McCune University. Um, it's called the Bachelor of Design. And it's basically a whole bunch of things that I already love to do, just on, even if I'm not doing it for a class, I love to do it in my free time, put into one program, and then I can make a career out of it after. So I was like, this is amazing. It's like all this stuff that I love to do. Thanks very much to Caitlin and Julia for sharing their experiences with us. And thanks to Annette Mallon, Manager of Community Strategies at United Way Alberta Capital Region. We also wanted to say thanks to Namir Ravel and Sarah Garrison at the Family Centre who helped coordinate the student interviews. As you heard in our story, United Way is just one of nine collaborators that make All In For Youth possible. We'll have a link to each of the collaborators in our show notes. Their work in community services are definitely worth checking out. And if you can't get enough stories about Edmonton people doing cool things to help each other out, be sure to check our blog at ecfoundation.org. That's where we're featuring a bunch of stories about the community programs and services we've supported with our COVID-19 Rapid Response Fund. ECF is continuing to grant from our regular granting streams, so be sure to check our show notes for links to upcoming grants and deadlines. You don't want to miss out on these funding opportunities. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to share it with your friends. Feature it in your next sidewalk chalk design. Or you can just leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help new listeners find us. And if you can, visit us on Facebook where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Andrew Paul. And Elizabeth Bonkink. Until, Until next time. time. <laughs> Lovely. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation and is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well Endowed.